0: it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join
1: the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over our quarterback rankings, our running back rankings. We're going to go over our Thursday night football preview. I think we might have a good game tonight, Zach. We got the Ravens. We got the Bucks. I mean, on paper, you know, these are a couple of teams that we might, you know, want to watch on Thursday night football, right? Like the Bucks and the Ravens both have been underperforming a little bit as of late. But, yeah. you know, hoping for the best here. You know, glass half full. Okay. After, after the Thursday night football game that we saw last week, I mean... It's promising. Things are looking good. You know, you know, uh, I expect a positive regression, you know, to come up for these Thursday night football games. And we saw it last week. It was so bad. Yeah, (laughs) I would assume that the you know, the the better performances, the better offenses, more points scored. I'm hoping that continues um, tonight. So let's get into it. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good I I think that'll be the case with this Thursday night game you know I think it's two teams that like you said they're underperforming a little bit I think they're both hungry for a win even though you know the Ravens are four and three they have a winning record and the Buccaneers are three and four they don't have a winning record I think they're both really in the same spot Um, they both need a big win tonight Um, and they're two teams you know that you look up and down the roster it's not like we've seen the past few weeks where there hasn't been much to be excited about Um, you know obviously the Saints are talented but they had Andy Dalton at quarterback and you and, um, you know, the Cardinals were underperforming up until last week, but before that it was just, you know, garbage games, <laughs> like the no nonsense NFC East battle between Washington and Chicago is just like, it's nice to see two teams that should be in prime time, you know, finally showing up in prime time tonight. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm hoping both offenses can kind of find their feet. Neither of these defenses are performing very well. I think there's a good chance that we see a good number of points scored
1: tonight. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Rashad Bateman, you know, he got a full practice in. He's good to go. Uh, I play him as like a high-end wide receiver three. He runs most of his routes on Jamel Dean's side, uh, and that's the toughest matchup, uh, you know, among this group, including Carlton Davis. So the hoot, Jamel Dean's been playing better than Carlton Davis this year. Um, the Bucks are giving up the third-least fantasy points to wide receivers running routes from that side this year. Um, and Bateman's running more than sixty percent of his routes from that left side, so a little bit of a tough matchup for him. But I, it won't necessarily cause me to like just leave him out of my lineup because uh, we know what his upside looks like. Um, yeah. the The Bucks are giving up the third least fantasy points to wide receivers, there, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, will keep an eye on him. He hasn't practiced all week, and you know, the fact that this is a short week just because he played last week doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play this week. The fact that he didn't practice, not even a limited practice, on, uh, you know, on Wednesday, is not a great sign, right? So, right. uh, if he doesn't go, Isaiah likely would be his replacement, and, and I'd I'd obviously be starting Andrews if he does play.
0: Yeah, and I think if Mark Andrews doesn't play, I might be slotting Isaiah likely in as a, a tight end, regardless of who I have, unless I have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or Dallas Goddard, maybe Zach Ertz. Outside of those four, I might be slotting as likely in as my tight end for the week just to see what I can get because for this sure. Is, this
1: oh, is yeah. yeah.
0: I think that he could be, you know, a top five play if you know, Mark Andrews doesn't go just because we, the way the tight end landscape is right now, there's hardly anybody outside those top four that I just mentioned. I think that he could have the upside that he needs, especially like I said, compared to everybody else, there's a good chance. um Nobody else on your roster is giving you numbers that you want to see. So I, I'd roll the dice with Isaiah likely at this point, because there's really nobody else. You just said, the Buccaneers are giving up the third least amount of fantasy points to, to wide receivers. So tight ends in this offense have thrived. Obviously, Mark Andrews being the main one, but I think Isaiah likely has it in him, especially yeah. with Lamar Jackson a quarterback.
1: And and they've been giving up some points to tight ends as well. The, the Bucks have. So I, yeah. I'm I'm cool starting Isaiah likely, and we've seen what he what he's capable of. He's a very he's basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body, pretty much. Yeah, hundred. Um, I have, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. But I have Lamar as the QB four on the week you know during this slump right and i have Mm -hmm. brady as a qb 10 on the week um you know we'll see if the bucks are able to bounce back uh, against an improving baltimore secondary right over the last four weeks baltimore has allowed the seventh least fantasy points to wide receivers right this isn't the same secondary that was getting torched to start the year so this might be a tougher matchup for brady and these wide receivers wide receivers than we think because if you look at it on paper Baltimore's given up, overall Baltimore's given up like the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. But over the last four weeks, they've really been playing a lot better. Now I do think Chris Godwin like has a solid matchup because while the Ravens have been great against perimeter wide receivers lately, um, the slot has a lot been a lot, been a lot more vulnerable for them. So I do like Godwin over Evans this week in terms of like, you know, if I had to play one, who would I play? It would be Godwin, um, especially in PPR formats. But uh, but yeah it, it's it's tough overall. Uh, I think Evans can obviously get his too like both of these guys saw double digit targets last week and you know 14 plus targets like you know Mike Evans was really the squeaky wheel <laughs> in, yeah in, you know this past week and we talked about that because uh, the week before he only had a, a handful of targets
0: mm. right Last week it wasn't a squeaky wheel it was a missing wheel. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> he cool. wasn't there he dropped that touchdown it' was just just rough. But um, with Chris Godwin, I think Chris Godwin's, you know, the play move going forward too. right now. I think he has a safer floor than Mike Evans. Mike Evans obviously has a ceiling. But Chris Godwin, you know, we said he's been hyper targeted the past four weeks in three out of the last four weeks. He's had over 10 targets or more, you know, and he's caught at least six passes in every game, which affords him a very nice floor. And I think that he could be, you know, a really good receiver for you this week. And like we said, did we talk about buying him low? I think it was like a week ago.
1: Yes. yes, And then
0: a little bit this week, you know, obviously it might be a little bit more difficult the way he's been getting targeted. You know, whoever has him might be holding on to him a little bit tighter because he's gotten those targets, but the production hasn't caught up yet. So there's still a chance that you could get him low. I think that if you haven't bought him already, I'm not saying you have to go buy him now, but there's a good chance that the production is going to kind of catch up at some point. And this Baltimore secondary might be a spot where it does.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, I'm starting Fournette as a low-end RB1, and we're going to be talking about the running back rankings today. Uh, But the Ravens have given up the fourth most receptions to running backs, the fourth most yards per carry to opposing running backs. So this is low-key a very good matchup for him. And you know, we're hoping that he gets the work like he got two weeks ago and three weeks ago and not this past week. That's what we're hoping for. So if he does, he can blow up in this spot. It's a great matchup.
0: Yeah, and with Leonard Fournette, he was – before last week's, you know, debacle. I am calling that a complete outlier. I've never seen the Buccaneers offense that out of sync. But I-, I think that before that, you know, he was really buoying the offense. If they want to get back to, you know, back in sync with the offense, they gotta feature Leonard Fournette the way they were doing the past like two weeks before last week. You know, I think that's the only way that they can start getting in rhythm. Once the run game's there, it'll make things easier for Tom Brady in the past game. Um, I never thought I'd be saying that Tom Brady needs a run game, you know, to get going. But at this point, you know, what else do you have to lean on if you're the Buccaneers? I think you get Leonard Fournette involved again. I think they're going to do that, especially like you said, with Baltimore being a pretty all right matchup. I, I think that you know Leonard Fournette's going to have a much better week than he had last week. I think last week was an outlier.
1: I I'd say Gus Edwards uh, is a borderline RB two, something like that, high end RB three this week. Yeah. Uh, I have him at RB twenty five. Right now, he's been limited in practice all week, but I'm assuming he's playing, you know, as their RB1. Um, He had 50. I I would like, if I had to guess, like, how many carries he has in this week, this week, I would say like 15 carries or so, 16 carries, something similar to what he saw last week. And then you're hoping for that goal line touchdown. You know, when it comes to him, that's really where his value is going to come from. Like, I don't think he's going to be the guy giving you 90, 100 yards rushing. Um, It's really like, you know, get a look, get like five, six, seven points, you know, on the ground, right? maybe mm-hmm. catch a pass, you know, maybe not, right? Like one target is like all you're expecting from him. And then that goal line touchdown, that's pretty much yeah. it when it comes to Gus Edwards.
0: Very low ceiling, but he's a solid play for you if you need it. Um, I think that the upside is there because they run so much at the goal, I you know that they'll have the run game featured. Gus Edwards, I think, is the guy that they're happiest leaning on in the backfield that they've had this entire season, even over J.K. Dobbins, it seems like. So I think that he has a touchdown in him. I, I, if I had to bet an over under, I'm not sure if there's an over under. Speaking of, uh, if there's yeah. an over under on touchdowns, I would take, you know, I would take the over on one touchdown.
1: Well, if you, I'm just sharing it right now. We're looking at underdog right now, underdogfantasy.com. Gus where there is no, <laughs> there's no uh, higher or lower on the touchdowns. So, on, so on what does that, tell touchdowns.
0: does that tell you? They must be expecting a touchdown. You know, the they odds must be expecting a want to give you that.
1: Exactly. It's true. It's true. Um, he's at forty-five. The, his his line right now is at 45 and a half rushing yards. Um man, I don't know if I want to touch that one personally. Yeah. Um, you know, because Tampa Bay is a, a tough matchup, you know, when it comes to running backs and actually giving that up. Now, if he gets 15 carries, <laughs> then yeah, he could go over. I don't think he's gonna average three yards a carry, right? He would go over that. So right. you know, if he averaged if he if he gets 15 carries in this game, I would expect him to have at least you know 50 yards or something like that. So I'm I'm okay, you know, choosing that uh, as the higher lower. But that's just one of the options that we have for tonight, on underdog fantasy uh, for the game. Uh, so basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have we're gonna have this pick 'em slip. Right, you can add up to five picks in here, higher or lower on a bunch of stats. Uh, I'm sharing it on YouTube right now, but you go to underdogfantasy.com and you basically go to pick 'ems and then you enter a bunch of these in into your entry. Um, so let, let's, let's, let's look at what we like here. So the first thing that stands out to me is Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. Um, I like the higher on 61 and a half rushing yards for me personally. Like, I think that, you know, with Mark Andrews banged up, right, with Rashad Bateman having a tough matchup, I think it's going to be all, all on Lamar in in this game. Um yeah. and M- Marcus Mariota, a couple of other quarterbacks have had their season highs in rushing um or at least a second like for example in Mar- Mariota's case, that was the second highest total rushing uh mm-hmm. against the Bucks this year. So I, I kind of like Lamar Jackson to go over 61 and a half rushing yards tonight. Yeah.
0: I I like that. You know, if Marcus Mariota can have a good day on the ground against the Bucks, then Lamar Jackson can. Lamar Jackson even though you know Jalen Hurts can move and suddenly Daniel Jones is looking like a running quarterback and Justin Fields can get it done against other teams. You know, Lamar Jackson, he's still the premier running quarterback. Uh, he, I think he's good for 60 yards easily.
1: Yeah. Um, now, if Mark Andrews ends up playing, I do like the higher on his prop. Now, here, here's the thing with Mark Andrews. Like last week he was banged up and he didn't have any production. However, Lamar after the game basically said that hey they were double teaming him all game long. So that's just it is what it is. Right. And yeah. he, he didn't really see a drop off in terms of routes. So if he does play, I'm going with the higher on 60 60 and a half receiving yards for Mark Andrews. Um you know against Tampa Tampa team who's been giving up some production to tight ends. So I think this is a smash play um you know if he ends up playing. Now if you do end up adding Mark Andrews to this entry and he doesn't play um, you're basically going to be counted. Uh, he's not going to be counted at all, right? So you're not going to lose on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll just be kind of removed from this entry. That's that's all that, that would happen uh, if you end up submitting an entry with Mark Andrews here. Okay, let's see. Um, now we're looking at Tom Brady's here. He has a higher or lower of zero and a half interceptions, which means does he throw a pick or not? Tom Brady hasn't thrown an interception as, as much as he's been struggling. He hasn't thrown an interception since week one. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's throws one tonight. I'm just going to take the odds here. Right. And I'm going to go lower and I'm going to say that he doesn't throw a pick tonight.
0: I, I, that I think that's sense? fair. Yeah. <laughs> you can't bet on Tom Brady, throw a pick or not. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a little bit leery because, you know, all streaks come to an end, but this Ravens defense, point. you know, they haven't been exactly, you know, turnover machines so and i think tom brady will take care of the ball especially with the bucks at three and four i think they're going to really uh just you know batten down the hatches i think tom brady's going to get it done tonight in a good way uh much better than he's done recently You, you mentioned he hasn't thrown touch what's called interceptions recently i think that can that can continue just as easily as it might not um i'm okay with that pick
1: yeah i um so 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 far so i put in 50 bucks right into this entry as as my you know as what I'm putting up. I have three picks in here so far. If we get all three of these right, we're gonna turn that fifty dollars into three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we can add up to five. So let's see if there's any more that I like. So remember when I said the Ravens allowed the fourth most receptions to running backs this year? L- yeah. Leonard Fournette's reception higher or lower is sitting at four. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's been a b- bunch of games this year where he's gone over four, right? One, two, three. two, has been four games out of the seven that he, he's played where he's went over four receptions. So I'm going to go the over on Leonard Fournette's reception total. Yeah. That, and I think he that, you that, would like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Let's see what else. Now, remember, I, you know, the the Mike Evans' matchup is a little bit tough. I feel like Tom Brady's going to be throwing the ball a ton in this game. Cade mm-hmm. Otten, his receiving yards, is at sitting at 20, 29 and a half. And I kind of feel like he's going to be passing it to his tight end. I, 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 I'm pretty sure Cameron Brady is not going to play in this game. I'm pretty sure he's been ruled out already. Kaden, uh, you know, he was on the field 81 percent of the time two weeks ago. Without Cameron Brady, he was on the field 94 percent of the time. So I feel like, you know, he went over 43 yards in that game. He went over 64 yards last week. So I kind of feel like this one right here, over the 29 and a half receiving yards. I like that. I like that one. So I'm going to add him Um, to that as well. Now I have five picks in here. Yeah, go ahead.
0: And and with the way Tom Brady, you know, throws the ball, you know, the way that we've seen him historically throw the tight ends, obviously Rob Gronkowski being one of them. I think that the offense in Tampa Bay is still dynamic enough that, you know, two catches might be all he needs. You know, he's targeting him downfield, I think. I don't think Kate Otten is going to be someone that they're going to target, you know, super short range or very long range. I think he's going to be a nice intermediate um, receiver. I think that you know two catches might do it, so I'd be okay with that, bro.
1: Basically, if I if I enter all of these five into one entry, I will I'm I'm putting in fifty bucks. My payout's going to be a thousand dollars on this fifty dollars. If I put in twenty five dollars, my payout's going to be five hundred dollars. If I end up putting all five of these now, they also offer insurance. So if I turn insurance on instead of that twenty five dollars turning into five hundred for twenty x payout it'll turn into $250 for a 10x payout. So it allows you to get one of these wrong and still win. Basically. Right. That's what, that's what that's what happens when you turn insurance on, okay? So if you want if you're interested in this, it's a great way to watch the game. It's a great way to like you know root for your players. Go check out up, on underdogfantasy.com or you can just download the underdog fantasy app um and use code upperhand and your first deposit will get doubled up to $100. Okay? So if you use the code upperhand When you make your first deposit, it will be doubled up to $100. So you can use some free money to make some of these picks. All right. So that's pretty much it, guys, uh, for tonight's game. I want to hit on a couple pieces of news. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he has an ankle injury. He didn't practice. Um, You know, just keep an eye on that. He seems like he's okay. He wasn't a walkie boot after the game now. However, just keep in mind, if he doesn't play, Willis, I think he would be in play as a streamer against the Texans uh, because of that rushing ability that he has just in case Tannehill can't go. Okay. So, you know, keep, just keep that in mind in case you're streaming this week and, you know, you're kind of struggling at the quarterback position. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry. And with Malik Willis, you know, I think that I was excited to see him in, you know, the preseason run around and play and he looks like he's a dual threat quarterback, you know? So I think that's a really high quality streamer. Say maybe if Ryan Tannehill can't go. I think that the rushing upside would be there, especially against the Texans, who just got yeah. gashed. Obviously, it was Josh Jacobs they were playing against last week. So who doesn't get gashed by Josh Jacobs in 2022? But I think that you know the run the run defense has been suspect, and I think Malik Willis would be able to take take advantage of that if he did start. I'm not anticipating I, Ryan Tannehill being out, but you know I would, I would imagine
1: I would imagine if Malik Willis is, is in there, they would take advantage of that and run a ton. Of, uh, of option plays with Derrick Henry, oh, yeah. right? That, Imagine and then on that top, then on top of that, a bunch of design rushing attempts for Malik Willis, and they could potentially have like 300 rushing yards total in that game. Oh, yeah. um, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, still not practicing as of Wednesday. Who knows when they'll be back? Um, Dennis Allen also said that Andy Dalton is a starter right now, and that's based on his performance, and, not, and, and James Winston is healthy. To play so he's making mm-hmm. a decision based on performance um so it seems like as of right now andy dalton is going to be the starter before the foreseeable future unless he really messes up in, in you know at which point Jameis might come back in it's but, funny uh, to
0: think that he yeah. hasn't messed up to this point because he threw two straight pick sixes but you know <laughs> maybe the saints didn't expect to be in that game at all i don't know
1: yeah i guess i mean one of them wasn't his fault Oh yeah. Right. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean he did he did move the ball a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Which is encouraging. Um and and I think that's why Dennis Allen likes, you know, that he's able to like move the ball, move the offense a little bit. And the way he moved the offense, honestly, was pretty good, given the fact that number one, he didn't really use Alvin Kamara last week. right? Right. And number two, all he had really was Chris Olave, like as his main option. And then he got Jawan Johnson really involved. So, you know, so I I you know, a little bit of a hat tip to uh, Andy Dalton, the uh, yeah. the red rocket. Um, but yeah, but Chris Olave though, able to do his thing with Dalton. So that's great. Um, but Winston being behind center, you know, for this wide receiver core, just in general, like it just elevates the ceiling of all these guys, you know, Chris Olave and, and when Michael Thomas comes back. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think Dalton is actually a solid streamer this week um, because the, he has a good matchup against the Raiders. So he's worth considering for sure. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Clarence Hill from the Star Telegram is reporting that Zeke Elliott is expected to miss this week against the Bears. Uh, apparently, Zeke does have a sprain MCL, which could keep him out through the bye, uh, which they have in Week Nine. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's out another week after that. Um, but Zeke plays through injuries, right? And you know, while he's out this week, if he's out, by the way, he might not be out, right? I think I don't think that's confirmed that he's going to be out. Um, the I think is that he'll be out.
0: I think that's he's the expected. word they use. Expected to miss.
1: Yeah, and this is Clarence Hill. You know, he said that there. He's expected, according to his sources, that he's expected. But when you talked to Zeke yesterday, he's like, you know, we'll see. You know, I like to play through injuries, um, and you know, I, I don't think they close the door on that yet. But most likely, Tony Pollard will be the guy this week, and yeah. he's going to be an RB one play. Great matchup against the Bears. Uh,
0: he has to be. You know, we've talked about this the whole time since you know Tony Pollard's been in the conversation. You know, saying that we need to get him more touches. Um, yeah, this is time. This is what we've been preparing for you know and it's finally happening so definitely don't overthink anything if zeke is out tony pollard is easily an rb1 play um i saw a report i'm not sure maybe it was just like language they use differently but i saw there's a difference between sprain. someone said a torn mcl which i'm not sure if that's a difference but that could hold him out for more time and the way zeke's talking it doesn't sound like he's going to play i know yesterday i said on the podcast i was like oh he'll be fine you know we'll see how it goes but it doesn't look like he's trending in the right direction now after that report.
1: Um, if If I'm not mistaken, a sprained MCL does mean a torn something. All
0: right, I'm not a doctor, but
1: I'm not a doctor you know,
0: either. Torn sounds a lot worse than sprain, you know. Yeah, a sprain, but I think the
1: sprain means that you tore something. Yeah, I'm, uh, sure. I'm on web. Uh, <laughs> I'm it's, on WebMD right now. Oh, I'm on WebMD. Web right yeah, yeah, WebMD right now. Is that um, what it
0: says? Because why would we call it a torn MCL? <coughs> ACL, like Brees Hall, would we say he sprained his ACL? Because I don't
1: think we ever we, – we, do we ever say a torn MCL? Do we ever say that? We no, see, it's weird we because, s-
0: like I said, wouldn't we call it a sprained ACL then? Like, I feel like there's a discrepancy there. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Is anybody in the comments a doctor? I'm not sure. But I don't know. It just sounded worse. But regardless, it doesn't look like he's going to play, you know, at least this week.
1: I really want to get to the bottom of this. Do we have any doctors in the chat? <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. So so an MCL sprain is a tear of the ligament on the inside of the knee.
0: Okay. So yes. So MCL
1: it's... sprain means it's a tear. All right. Yeah. There you go. Nice. There we go. Clarification. Dr. Siddiqui. Dr. Siddiqui, <laughs> Dr. Siddiqui yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. I, that's pretty much it. That's all the news I really had for today. I don't think there was much else um alan lazard he's not practicing yet keep an eye on that injury because he has a shoulder injury right now no wonder whether he'll play this week keep that in mind if you were planning on starting him